Undivided Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a long overdue episode of the House Divided podcast. Jeremy, my New Year's resolution is to quit promising the listeners this is going to be a regular show. <laughs> that seems wise. That seems really yeah, good. Yeah. Hey, you know, no one can say we duck good times. Uh, we just we just duck responsibility. That's all. That's absolutely correct, uh, and we don't apologize for it. If you believed us uh, the eighth time, that's on you, buddy. Uh, so that being said, we are now converted into a Lionel Messi slash Dan Campbell podcast. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm feeling? I need you to at least open up a little bit of a side door for Justin Fields is fun. Oh, you can. And, you can. And- and the fact that Justin Fields is so good that the rule of that was cool just called a touchdown happened again yesterday. <laughs> and the NFL announcer said it. So uh, dude, I love it. I, strong. You know, I would he was designed in a lab to be hated by me because you know he goes to school at ohio state whoops our ass once he's lucky we didn't play in 2020 he would have had one coming but (laughs) but you know then he gets drafted by the division rival of my favorite nfl team so i gotta see him twice a year you'd you'd think i would want the guy dead but he kind of falls into that cassius winston category where his brand of playing transcends my hatred of the teams he plays for that a little bit more now that it's the bears instead of ohio state um but like even i mean my brother had the bears on our second screen (laughs) the other day and he does does something insane wraps you know spins out of a sack runs 50 yards and it's just and i texted my ohio state and bears friend being like justin fields fucking amazing you guys see that so that's uh that's that's the type of love i have not love geez that was a step too far no 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 that's the type of appreciation i have for that guy uh and yeah justin fields matt oh my god i did it again i called dan campbell matt campbell i keep doing this uh Um. dan campbell justin fields and Lionel messi that is a new base of this podcast uh I actually don't know. I was rooting so hard for Messi. I didn't even think about it. who. Who were you rooting for yesterday in the World Cup final? I mean, I can't say I picked one yesterday. I kind of, as a Wolves fan, we kind of got to go with Portugal, right? So the whole time through, I felt like it was Portugal. But I, especially once they bunched Ronaldo, because I was like, well, no, I can actually enjoy them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, I, I would say I, I really, I, I did not watch enough. I, I really try. The international thing didn't do it for me this year. I don't know what it was. Man, I'd oh, it got me right back like, in the fever. I would love to say it was like I took a principled stance on Qatar. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. It was, I don't know, man. I, I, I probably out of the two would have gone Argentina because I, yeah. I think I think you know that probably would have been where I go. I I'm a new enough soccer fan. I don't really care about the Messi versus Ronaldo. It's messy, but um, uh. 
Like, I yeah. don't have, like, a vested interest in it. I, I don't cheer for a top six Premier League team that ever could have gotten either player to show up for them. So Yeah. You know. See, I was a, I grew up watching soccer right in the thick of the Messi versus Ronaldo stuff. And uh, I was always a messy guy um, and feeling pretty vindicated now as we're all in that. Uh, time to talk about sports that apply to this podcast. Uh, we're going to lead with hockey today because football is kind of in this in-between period. Michigan has big stuff going on. Michigan State's looking at 2023, but still has big stuff going on with recruiting. Uh, but hockey takes precedence, and I think – what helps hockey take pres- precedence is the fact that Michigan State has a program with real blood flow. And this is the first time since I've been watching. My uh, first year watching college hockey was, I think, the second to last uh, Tom Anastas year. And so I have never seen a Michigan State program with with a real pulse. And my takeaway was just being impressed from that series and also how much fun it is to actually feel real hate and not pity hate in my heart for the Michigan state hockey team. When I watch them play, um, because it used to be just like being really annoyed, the off chance Michigan would lose (laughs) and then just hating the Krieger brothers, uh, for being annoying Nats on a shitty team. But now it's like I can't even like I I hate them because it's you know because it's a real hockey game, and not just because they're taking cheap shots down six to zero. So I, I don't know. It 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 feels like a markedly different. I, I hesitate to say program, I guess, because this is just one team. But the structure and motivation i don't know if that's the right word it really comes from structure because they were they were all over michigan and it's easy to look motivated when you're able to be all over somebody um and i, th- I, say, I th- yeah i would go say ahead. motivation is not the word i'd say buy-in buy-in is the buy-in word. that's a great great word to yeah. use rather than motivation yeah, i'd say i'd say it's buy-in because i mean there's there's a couple of transfer portal guys in there and i mean obviously freshman wise there's uh some impact on you know some of your top scorers are freshmen, so you clearly can can point to that. But when you look at a guy like a Jagger Joshua who has his career high in points by the first week of December, or uh, the Krieger twins being for the first time in their career possibly disappointed enough to not be anywhere near the top of penalty minutes in the conference, um, mm-hmm. and he's just buying like just yeah, I that... think it's. It shows you how rudderless it was before that um it was so it was so anemic that they couldn't even try and pull off the like let's play for each other vibe. <laughs> it was like I don't want to play for coach and I don't I don't know, I just want to be here, have my fun and see where my career goes after this. Like um and now guys are actually I mean they're bought in. Like they want to be in the lineup, they wanna you know, be a part of the, the renaissance. They all kind of gave that lip service for the last 10 years, right? They want to be a part of the turnaround in hockey here, but uh, shooting looked the same. So, uh, yeah, buy-in, buy-in, man, is off the charts. Yeah, and you've been watching this team all year, so this is not a revelation to you, although I'm sure, you know, seeing that rivalry back to feeling like it itself again. Um, 
which you know you got to experience the peak and i'm not going to argue this these two teams are near the peak but with the way that michigan state's recruiting now uh i definitely see it right down the line here where we yeah. could be back to two, peak michigan michigan state so two young coaches too like mm-hmm. i'm assuming i'm assuming they're not a different job that's we weren't really yeah this podcast is working under that assumption from here on <laughs> out we don't have to specify anymore no, um it, no. it it feels like a done deal but yeah, just just the fact that like I recognize so many names from last year's team that Michigan went six and zero against, and ended their season in an eight nothing game, and they looked just so much better. Um, so frustrating to watch that Friday night game at Mon was so so frustrating to watch, and that's just the tip of the cap to Michigan State. It, it wasn't a frustrating because. You know, they're they're doing dirty stuff or the refs are fucking us over or this or that. It was frustrating because they were being outplayed in an opposing barn who was feeding off their crowd. Um, it, it, so the series, it was a week and a half ago. Uh, Michigan State beats Michigan 2-1 at Mon. And then the very next night, Michigan does the same thing. They beat them 2-1 at Mon. They're very similar games. Uh, in how they were won, although I'd say Michigan State looked a bit better in their loss in terms of actually getting pressure on net and forcing chances and forcing big moments from Eric Portillo, who had an excellent game on Saturday after a bit of a shaky one on Friday. So it, it was a good series. Michigan probably needed a bit more from that based on their slow start in Big Ten play. Uh, I guess if we're just going to get into the season of it all, uh, let me pull up Michigan's record here. It hasn't been great. Um, do keep in mind, head coach got fired in August, not not the spring, not when uh, Mr. Nightingale was starting to work on his roster, okay? And, and I know this is a Michigan roster that's mostly unchanged in terms of how it was going to look if Mel Pearson stays the coach, but I say that in – I feel we do need to account for that in the results thus far. The virus that went through the Michigan hockey team was very, very rough on them. Michigan was missing probably six out of their top ten skaters for the series against Minnesota. They were missing guys here and there in the weeks before and after that and actually had a player on a ventilator at one point um, who, thank goodness, came through and it seems to be doing okay. But that's still does a number on a team's mentality. I'm really hoping that this month-long break helps them recover and string together some results. But anyways, Michigan is looking at an overall record of 12-7-1, which is not terrible, but a lot of those losses have come in Big Ten play. They have 12 points from 10 games. That is not good. Um, For reference, (laughs) Minnesota has 30 points from 12 games right now, leading the conference. Uh, Michigan State has 20 in 12. So even if Michigan takes those two games they have in hand, they're still sitting two points behind MSU, four points behind Penn State. Um, I think here Michigan is looking to put together a second half that is similar to past Michigan second halves where they get rolling, have a win percentage somewhere that starts with a seven or eight. And really just got to keep yourself in the NCAA tournament field and try and get a home 
weekend, uh, the first weekend of the Big Ten tournament, I think, try and get in that top four. Because I, I just – they put themselves in too much of a hole, in my opinion, uh, to catch probably anybody in the top two. I, I don't think they're going to catch Penn State or Minnesota. No, the, the thing is, it's, it's going to be a fast run-in for them, too. Like, you know, they take this whole stretch off, no no non-conference games uh, in the month of December here. Um, so no games at all for them. And then they come back with an NTDP exhibition. Yeah, they, that, I would argue in. that's getting them back into it. They won't have the World Junior guys back yet, I don't think. But that's that's a game a week ahead of an Ohio State series at home that Oh no. But they won't be too rusty, but I mean it's just it's one of those things where uh if they come out slow, they have no there's no bye weeks left, right? They use their bye weeks uh yeah before they make the stretch run. So like and it, it, like to, to counter like MSU, our bye week is the last week of the regular season. So we'll know where we are point wise and just get to sit back and watch everyone around us kind of see who finishes where, right? And that's where you guys make up your two games in hand, basically, is is that bye week. Um so yeah, so it's it's one of those where this is their whole get right period, plus not having to play without, you know, Fantilli and their world junior guys. But uh yeah man, it's gonna be a stretch running and it's not a You'd love to come back and have Wisconsin be that first series. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State's um, a tough one at home. Ohio State, even. then you go to at Minnesota, Penn State, and then you get your Wisconsin series. But uh, but February allows you to get pretty hot. I feel like, B- like Big Ten's tough Ohio this State year, though. In Notre Dame, so yeah, B- Big Ten's tough this year. You're not going to have a lot of easy weekends. <laughs> They're just going to have to come out. That Ohio State series at home is one where you at least need four points in my opinion um yeah, if not you know. if not six really at the at this point you probably go into that weekend and if you're on the roster or in that room you're saying we need six points here as a fan oh, I'm going to yeah. give a little more leeway but uh you know you have that it doesn't help that you guys play Ohio State the weekend before it gets Ohio State back in that mindset off their break uh so that's tough but They'll be up against it. They'll 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 need to have a big second half. The the good news is, despite that rough first half of the year, they're still looking. They're in the tournament right now as we speak. Uh, I think sitting at tenth or eleventh in pairwise. Um, you know, if you can, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for pairwise boosters in the Big Ten with a, any of these road games or big wins because uh, because of the quality of competition so that that is the good news to me you're still looking at a big 10 or an ncaa attorney bid if you can just stay on track clean up a few things they've been really messy in their zone all year which they're a very young team it's not to be unexpected uh you just got to go on this progression path that we saw under the previous head coach who shall not be named and hopefully uh it'll be a good second half of the year uh, your boys, though. I mean, we talked about it. I was impressed with that series. First, I want to hear your kind of takeaways from that series and what you guys needed in the Big Ten standing-wise, NCAA tournament pair-wise, uh, wise. <laughs> 
and I'm... and then and then get into just your course of the emotions over the you know this first half it, it has to be so vindicating after sitting and being that uh, you're the msu hockey guy on twitter and they've just been fucking terrible for a decade since yeah. twitter it's a weird so it's weird right because like because i get that reputation of like the guy that people come to I'm a little gun shy too right like I don't want to announce him back. And then everyone jumps off the bandwagon. I literally felt that series, like everyone was so excited for that Minnesota series that we're back. And I could just feel the air let out when they got swept. Like, ah, oh, maybe we're not. I can, I can go back to not caring. But luckily they turn around in their next game. They, they beat Michigan, which hopefully got people right back in there. Um, Based on my Twitter feed, it did. Because yeah. you <laughs> can tell who's actually tuning in and who's just – doing the, aha, we beat Michigan, or aha, we beat Michigan State retweet, you know? Right. And I could see a lot of people who I don't normally see talking hockey, talking about the game. It's good to see. Yeah, yeah. It's been, yeah, it's, it's, so that's been kind of my emotion this, uh, like, when even with, I think when did it, it kind of turned in my man, mind right about when they split the Penn State series. Because I came out of it thinking, like, I mean, they were five minutes away from sweeping that series. Um, and then Penn State's a team that I feel like that's a guaranteed NCAA team this year. Yes, like, I, I felt good about the sweep against Ohio State, but I just don't know. I, I'm not a believer in Ohio State. I could feel like that bottom could come out of that team the whole second half year. Um, so I just when you swept Ohio State, it felt good, but it was, you know, okay, it's a home series. Uh, I don't know how good Ohio State really is. Like I'm not I'm not sure where I'm at, and then. That Penn State split was kind of like, oh, okay, like they're five minutes from sweeping that. And the next week, they Miami is not a good team, but they leave no, like, there's just no, even the Wisconsin series at the beginning of the, the month of October, November, too. Like, when they play a bad team now, it, it, they just they leave no doubt. It no, means so much. We're not messing just around. to do <laughs> what a good team does to a bad team. That is, it cannot be overstated. In Michigan State, you know, what separates them in the standings, yeah. Michi- they both got swept by Minnesota. They split the series. MSU's taking care of business against Wisconsin. Michigan split yeah. that series. Against yeah. Penn State, I believe they got more points than we did. I'm well, sure yeah, against Notre Dame. Uh, no, actually, I think we, no, it was a regulation loss. So you got, oh, you it guys was. Yeah, I we got three points against Penn State. Okay. Yeah, so even. But was yours home or away? No, ours was on the road. That That is what so I'll say there. about yeah, MSU's season. Both, both is they, on the road, yeah. Oh, okay, they yeah. were on the road. I was going to say that's State, the yeah. one thing about MSU's season is they only have five remaining home games. And that's tough. That's going to be a lot of games on the road in a row uh, in the second half of the year. But anyways, for you're sure. talking sure. the turning points of Penn State series yeah now you're yep. feeling yeah. good so you're going into this michigan series i believe you guys had an eight point lead with two games in hand um right and so you're what was your goal coming into that series fresh off the sweep to minnesota probably a, probably a split is the goal and uh you know to be honest i think it kind of played out the perfect way like we got the we got the, the win friday night so the splits on, I mean, the split is the worst case scenario at that point. Um, yes. And I think I go into Saturday 
my my feeling going into Saturday was like just show that Friday wasn't a fluke. Like don't you can't you can't win that game too on Friday where pretty even like shots wise. Um, Dylan St. Clair makes some great saves that really, I mean, Michigan had every right to feel like, hey, if we don't get a backdoor save on us, we at least get to overtime and get a point out of that game. So, you know, there's no reason for Michigan to come out of that feeling brutal. But I think for a safe fan, it was kind of like, that's about the worst I've ever seen Eric Portola look. And there's only two goals against. But, I mean, there were shots that night. Like, I was talking to my goalie friends, you know, over text and or my clients being like, the dude's dropping it out of his glove. Have you seen this at the D1 level? <laughs> like, yeah. That's stuff that I watch 19-year-olds playing junior hockey and, like, well, it is. And, dropping and, it out of and, his glove. And one of the goals, I don't know if it was both. I think it wasn't both, but I think the first goal he lets up is just an absolute right stinker. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you're like – He has no feel for it. It's not under him, and he's, like, slow to react. And, yeah, like that and, stuff happens. That, that yeah. stuff happens. But that that Krieger goal, man, <laughs> he wasn't screened, sees it all the way, and misses it on the catch. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Let I, me tell you this: shorthanded too. Like, that's a yeah. breaker. No, it, that was out there for the power play, and that's what you see your goalie give up. You're like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> in a in a game that finishes two one, yeah. and so, so I, think, yeah, I go, go into Saturday. I go into Saturday basically being like, you know. You just don't want to come out Saturday and be like five nothing. You're out shot by sixteen, and it just kind of makes Friday feel like well, it's because our goalie didn't show up. That's the only reason you get a split out of this. Um, but you come out and like, I mean, you pretty much show like you're not going away. <laughs> I don't think that Michigan comes out of that feeling lucky to have won. I, I think Michigan won that pretty fairly. Like they pounced on two MSU mistakes. Uh, you know, scoring a power play goal on a too many men penalty, and uh, and the second goal off the giveaway. Um, so I can't pounce on MSU mistakes, but MSU, like again, I mean, I think like I said on my my Twitter video that I started was like the last time you played here, it was six to nothing after the first period, right, or five or six nothing. I yeah. can't even remember. It's like just just getting that uh, that taste out of your mouth. It's a loss still. Like there's no mm-hmm. uh, moral victories, but um. But at the same time, like you kind of yeah. exercise some demons there. You don't go back to Yost unless we play again in the playoffs at Yost. You don't go back there again until next season. So you got that taste out of your mouth, and then uh, just kind of go from there. Like it kind of stuck to have that right before the holiday, though. <laughs> I kind of want to yeah, the next week. Yeah, I'm but sure, but at least you, you guys break at some point. <laughs> yep, and you guys have the GLI too. That makes up for it a little bit. Excuse me, had to mute to cough real quick, but I did it expertly, I might add. Um, <laughs> so I I agree with everything you said. I think that Michigan State probably feels good about that series and feels good about I think they outshoot them both nights, albeit that second night it was a little bit, I would say, Michigan in the third period really laid back with a yeah, two-goal lead. That's a- that's a score effect game. Yeah, like, but, here. but here's the thing. You know what should have been a score effect game was Friday night, and it wasn't, and that matters. It, at the end of the day, I don't know if it ends up being just Michigan playing poorly. It it takes – it's almost exactly what we were talking about with Michigan State playing a team like Miami, Ohio. It doesn't matter if Michigan played poorly. MSU suffocated them. 
St. Cyr had to make some big saves in the first two periods. In the third, he was rarely called upon. It, it, when defending yeah. a two-one lead, I, I mean, yeah, you can't ask for a better performance. I think had what five shots, I think. Yeah, the in the third like period, the opposite of the MSU third period, right? Where on Saturday night, MSU had I want to say fourteen or fifteen shots, and that's with a late power play they got in that third period, and they still—I right. mean, it was it was brutal. And Michigan did come back better. Uh, I would say the first period of that game, the Saturday, uh, the ice was completely tilted. Uh, in favor of Michigan, as it should have been. You know, you go lose a tough yep. road game. as So you come out and have a strong first period. It's kind of funny that the goal that goes in is just off of Dylan Duke's shoulder because they really were buzzing, and St. Cyr made some excellent, excellent stops to keep him in it in the first half of that game. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's another thing I might add, We've we've talked about Portillo's not great game Friday. Saturday, he completely makes up for it. I wouldn't say steals a game because Michigan played well, but he absolutely matched St. Cyr's Friday night and yeah. Saturday and Saturday. St. Cyr played excellent. Like those goals were not on him that went in. So yeah. I'll say this. If uh, you're a betting man, when these two teams meet again in February, take the under. I like I like these two goalies. I think Michigan State is a very organized team, and Michigan tends to struggle with those types of teams that uh, play organized defense. So yeah. at least this Michigan team. Um, so I don't know. Uh, they're making the tournament, right? Are you, are you not letting yourself there yet? No, I was gonna say, I, I, in full disclosure, I went full sicko mode before we recorded, and uh, definitely did the pairwise calculator. Um, now, granted, this is only doing MSU schedule. I don't have the time to put in what I think the win loss of everyone around us is. Of course, be. yeah. But basically, I, I think I went through and I predicted like getting swept by Minnesota, and and I think splitting like essentially every other series and sweeping Wisconsin. I mean, I didn't say that we swept Wisconsin. Because that should average out about. Yeah. And then like you said, to the point of like, like losing when you have five big 10 teams in the NCAA tournament field right now, like losses really don't hurt you very much. The only losses that can really hurt you right now is Wisconsin. Yeah. To be honest, like that's the only one that's going to hurt you. Um, And then wins every single win helps. So all you got to do is go about 500 and then it looks like they're going to still be like an eight or nine seed i I think that if i ran it and did every team around us they'd probably slide down to a three seed but i I still came out at eighth in the pairwise so feels like NCAA tournament's pretty pretty safe to say Um, that's awesome before we move on though i do want to say to the michigan hockey fans luke hughes is awesome yep he's fantastic we know do not overlook Ethan Edwards, man. Absolutely not. That well, guy is, is fucking unreal. Great. I was texting with Drew Van Dries, you know, the, the guy from yeah, yeah. Twitter, and we were texting the whole series, and, like, I texted him. There's one move that Ethan made on Friday night along the blue line where he basically protects the puck, kind of makes a play. I texted Drew. I was like, this 73 kid is the best kid on the ice. He goes, thank you. Everyone overlooks him because there's so much other stuff on our team. He's like, but Ethan. No, Ethan Edwards. Related. I've been on the Ethan Edwards train since about January of last year. That guy is really, really good. He doesn't quite skate like a Hughes, but he's also, he makes up for that. that No, he's not that far off. And he makes up for it with a physical element that I think 
both Luke and Quinn are just a little bit short of. I mean, he yeah. he's a really excellent player. I'm extremely happy that he's overlooked a bit. I'm hoping the Devils are sitting glaring <laughs> at Hughes and Seamus Casey and yeah. we get four years out of Ethan Edwards because yeah, be I mean he is he is a really, really, really good player. Um let's just uh, let's just throw in a few more. Um Gavin Brindley is really exciting. His speed, his lack of points this year is almost comical based on, I I don't know if anybody out there is doing expected goals stats for college, but his has got to be pretty high. He is always getting the puck into dangerous areas. Um, And then who's another underrated guy, just since we're doing mid season, this was a good idea for you to say that. Uh, Go ahead. I feel like people like him a lot. But I still feel like people, if they're uh, just the casual, they overlook Marcus Stapa too. Oh, yeah. Marcus Stapa is such a – he's a high hockey IQ, big body. He's your guy jumping in when a bunch of nonsense was going on. Yeah, that's something we didn't really cover. This was this was that a was rivalry nothing. series. This was a rivalry series in every sense I'd of the word. I'd say, yeah, Mark, and like, if you maybe pick another one. Well, Nolan Moyle is always going to be doing it in that. But I do, I real He's quick. He's a fun one for our CSV. He wasn't in my seat commit way back in the day. Oh, so. yeah, fucking eight years ago. Just yeah. like, uh, just like, oh, my I God, who too. did I? I almost tweeted something mean about one of the Krieger guys because they did something <laughs> well, dirty. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, look at eighth-year senior Krieger doing fucking beating up on an 18-year-old. But anyways. I also, you guys – Better appreciate your senior Nick Granowitz. Yes, I've I love one. Nick Granowitz. You're just look at you're embarrassing me here. I'm the one supposed to be coming up with underrated players, and Jeremy just is rattling off a bunch of grinders because he's a hockey guy. Let me give you somebody who's maybe not even underrated here, uh, but Seamus Casey. I mean. He's a freshman, and the way he moves, he does skate like he hues every bit of it. And uh, his, it's just like having another one out there, and he's going to be real good. Catch him playing for the World Juniors. Uh, and then Keenan Draper. I, I'll, give, I'll give Draper one. That's your future yeah. captain right there. Yes, that it kid. is. He, I, so I forget smart. what happened. It makes but... sense with his dad. Like He's so smart. There was he's your type of player. I think somebody took I think uh fuck who took a dirty hit? Oh my god. Oh, Mackie. Mackie Samuskevich takes a dirty hit in one of the series this year. And first shift out there, Keenan Draper is just in the dude's face trying to get some and i'm like that's what i'm talking about buddy that's why we love you you just like your dad keep it up uh give me give me your underrated msu guys everybody knows the guys we've been listing all day who's who's the key to your success outside of dylan saints here that guy's unbelievable and he's probably a a big big key to your success impossible to call him underrated but i have to say like way better than i thought we were getting at the same time um, just these big nails. Awesome. Ah, oh, man, underrated for us. Like, we've had pretty even scoring across the board, but I think, like, uh, oh, man, like, um, like a defenseman like Michael Underwood, who's a grad transfer, um, only two points, but, like, he's steady, just so steady for us, and that's something we need. 
um, on a pretty young team, like overall, I, I still feel like this is a really young team. Like at least yeah. your biggest scorers are your young guys. Um, Tanner Kelly remains overlooked and like an absolute, he's probably the guy that is the most happy about a regime change. <laughs> um, only from the fact that like the role he was in last year did not fit him at all. And, and the role he's in this year just fits him so well. Uh, did Dan and Cole shot. know what he was doing? Like, here's the thing. Like, I don't know if, like, I honestly don't know with how hands-off he was in recruiting. I don't know if when we got guys to campus, they just didn't fit what he thought he was getting. Recruiting, and, a.k.a. roster construction. So, yes, right? no, he did not know what he was did doing. Did not know. <laughs> I, I think he was too trusting of those around him. Because, like, the story oh, is, yeah. I'll tell you one, I, I can tell you one story off air about a recruiting trip. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, man, I, I just, it's it's brutal. Look I think you, that, the listeners. Oh my god, I I don't I don't feel comfortable. I've I've tweeted like little like hints about it, but yeah, it's I don't know if I can put it on air yet. But, no, uh, don't put under, it on there. Here's the thing: not underrated because everyone kind of knows his name, um, and I think that the reputation was well earned over four years. Cole Krieger's become a new kid, man. New kid, and I know Michigan fans do not have to forget or forget, but. <laughs> Five goals on Buddy, yeah, I would never. 17 pins, which is insane because he had 72 last year. So he should be on pace to be at about the 36 mark right now. And he's down to 17. Like, that's a dude that basically saw that he got to senior year and he was expecting, okay, do I go to NHL? And the Islanders might have been like, no, man, we don't even have an NHL deal for you. You need to go back. And, uh, and he's shown it. Like he's coming back with a mission of like I I need to earn my pro hockey career this year, and uh, yeah, so underrated in that like I think not enough people notice that he's actually gotten better because for four years he's been an absolute fucking prick, <laughs> and no one wants to give the prick their uh, their due their due dessert like their due. Uh, nope, I, and you so, know what? I, in the spirit <laughs> of that, I'm gonna keep refusing. So. Hey, one uh, other story. I guess we kind of glossed over here because um, we were gone. How about fucking Ohio State in the Big Ten for? Uh, oh uh, yeah, in their situation. That's all. Yeah, I can say like that. that's a joke. Um, <clears throat> I yeah, I I just don't even know how that happens, and that kid never serves a suspension. So for those who maybe are given hockey talk a chance that don't really follow the league day to day uh msu and ohio state played back in november late november uh, and it was like the second week in november and an ohio state kid got a game misconduct and you know ejected for something that you know with the, the announcers never knew what it was so you, the people watching on tv the people in arena don't know what it was um but it was turns out because he used a racial slur against Jagger Joshua. Um, and th- this is befuddling for multiple reasons because like, how do you do that? Blah, blah, blah. But it's befuddling because we don't find out that he did this until Jagger Jagger posts a statement several weeks later saying he gave the big 10 and Ohio state time to do, to give more discipline. 
uh, and they didn't. And that's when this blows up and nothing happens after it blows up. <laughs> Ohio State still continued to say, ah, well, that game misconduct was enough punishment for us. Uh, he's he's learning, blah, 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 blah. And uh, it's a joke. Um, the referee in question clearly informed the Big Ten of what happened. You can't just kick a kid out and say, well, it was for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's a joke that the Big Ten didn't do anything. It's even more of a joke that Ohio State didn't do anything. Um, really just unbelievable. I, I don't know. And fucking Jagger Joshua's brother played for Ohio State. With, who the, is kid. The, with the kid. Is the most insane. For this coach. This, for this coach. Mm-hmm. And so this coach. Mother, yeah. Mother yeah. Him, but he had to get an interview. Like, I, I got to give to you. I had to listen to Justin Spiro's interview because, again, he's one of the few people to actually sit down with Jagger and give Jagger a half hour to share all this. Um, little funny fact, Dakota Joshua, who's having a great NHL career, like amazing, but he's just killing it with Vancouver. Uh, for some reason, the Ohio State coach doesn't want to pick up his phone calls and has not that returned is, his call. That is such cowardice. And um, really just unbelievable from a guy who – I had a lot of respect for for how he's co- turned a program around, yeah, hundred percent, and and how 100%. he's coached the Ohio State's not there every year, but they have the ability to be very good any year, mm-hmm. um, and so it's disheartening to see that their coach is a coward, um, and that above him are cowards, and we already knew the Big Ten was run by cowards, so I guess that doesn't really change much but it, it sucks and it sucks for jagger jagger he had to go through it um but it brought it brought the children of yost and msu together and that's what you love to see right so. yes and that is true there we go for one day and then it was peace and love it was peace and love until he fucking shot the puck after the final horn on saturday night of the series uh then it uh, then it became fuck you jagger you dumbass yeah, i hate you reminder reminder that not nearly enough of twitter or the earth in general plays hockey because that was a nothing burger but i loved it anyway so it was fun well the whole end of that the game fun. was a nothing burger where people started bringing oh, tunnel God. nonsense into it it was stupid but it's a nothing bur like the whole thing the whole game was that way like fucking fun. Michigan player took a slash to the balls. Uh, right. Michigan State player got cross. Yeah, oh Ch- Michigan State player gets cross-checked in the face after scoring with eight seconds to go. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like the whole thing was just a bunch of nonsense, and everybody was mad. But that's why we love rivalry hockey, Jeremy, and we're here's, glad that it has some part. life, huh? Again, showing that people just don't watch it enough. The funny part is so the kid who cross-checks Jagger in the throat after that goal. Uh, which, by the way, was just like a natural reaction. Like, a hundred times. Been there. Yeah, you do, dude get, skates in your face after he, after he scores a meaningless goal. Like, so it's... It was even like, it wasn't even like Jagger talking. She was just like, Jagger pushed him from behind and was like, you know, you just react. He's a pushy guy. And we have sticks in our hands, so... Yeah. Jagger, no. Sometimes you push with your stick, right? Um, the funny part is, before that face-off, I took note. They were talking, and it looked like, I mean, my my guess basically is, like, there's eight seconds left. You know, they're talking. It's definitely the Michigan player probably being, like, honestly, probably giving support to Jagger for all that he had done, right? 
because Jagger has said that that like basically every game since he's had people come up and be like, and then that's not like, you know, glad you spoke out, but you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you that's what was happening. And, and that's just how hockey is, man. Like before the whistle, you can sit there and talk about like, hey, how are you doing? What's everything? And then the second the game is going on, it's like, I am going to take this $400 stick and then jam it down your fucking throat. Yeah. Like, that's what uh-huh. we're here to do. We're, hockey is the best sport. I remember we had a call one time every time, like, a a cheap shot in the Redmonds game is like we're just caveman out there. It's just it, nothing's personal. <laughs> like yeah, everyone who hasn't done it just doesn't understand that. Like, and, and it's not saying that I'm saying that we're smart or that we were justifying how we behave, but we're just idiots. So the game of hockey <laughs> and a mosh pit have more similarities <laughs> than differences. One hundred percent. We're gonna take care of each other, but we're also here to mess each other up. That's so, right. That's how we're Oh it. man, it's uh, great. Dude, we went, we went long in hockey. Do we even have to touch these basketball teams? Because they uh, are no, we'll home. talk about basketball when football's officially. Well, no, we'll talk about basketball later when relevant things are happening. Uh, TLDR, Michigan's kind of stinky. One relevant thing this week: Rocket Watts is back at Breslin. So that's kind of funny. No way! Let's go! I yeah, love he's it. On Oakland, man, we play. Oh, dude, Wednesday. he's gonna forty piece y'all and oh, take you to overtime. And then Michigan State will win. Yeah, you guys played Imani Bates and let him have his Imani Bates. Bro, you know, in reality, that close game at the time was like, well, you know, Imani had like a 30-point game or whatever. It is what it is. Now it's realizing, like, we very well could have lost that game. Michigan isn't very good. The other other kid that went off, who was the other kid that went off that night? I have no idea. I watched that game on delay in the course of about 45 minutes by fast forwarding through commercials and free throws. So don't recall much of it. Um, Yeah. Basketball has been whatever you guys are better than us, but neither team's particularly good. looks like the big 10 rolls through West Lafayette. You guys have a squad on the way. Juwan Howard, not escaping fraud allegations. We'll get to it. Listen, sorry. I looked it up. I remembered why I thought it was so funny. That again, you had a guy go off, and I really just can't believe that Michigan was hurt by it. This man again, there was Noah Farrakhan, who, if you're not getting the, the tie-in, like Donovan Edwards probably loves that kid just by name alone. I'm and just he, he tried to hurt head. you guys. I'm just shaking my head over here. Yeah, oh, also, like, was it was it one of the like the, the like Northern Iowa team that was like insanely good had a Farrakhan too? That was like, dude. I don't know. Tournament run. I don't know what you're talking just, about, but I'll take your word for it. I'm a wine. I'm a wine deep with some beaters. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a month. No, it's true. It's true. Year. It's true. We got you. Got to get your shit off. And Donovan Edwards and basketball <laughs> in general. I was gonna pinpoint it, but those are your two <laughs> avenues. Uh, no, Louis Perrichon. That's the connection. Come on, keep up. Okay, sure. Whatever, man. You're just whatever. <laughs> so you guys got a game coming up for football. My football team's done. Uh, we do have How a game coming up for football. Uh, the psychedelic frogs. Who I did put uh, up. I did put a home field T-shirt on my uh, my Christmas list for TCU. And I will I will say that ninety nine percent it was just a dope design, and one percent was I thought this would be fun to wear on the playoff day. That would be fun. That will be funny. Um. So my new my new bit is 
whoever Michigan's playing, my pin tweet is bring me their mascot's head on a stake. So currently <laughs> we're with bring me hypnotoad's head on a stake. Um, we're going to kill that fucker. No, in reality, so I haven't done enough research on TCU. All I really know is that their defense is kind of mid and that they've been in a close game like for 80% of their year. This gives me about two thoughts. One, Michigan, if they play their game well, should win this game and should mm-hmm. have hopefully a multiple score lead in the fourth quarter. Two, I am going to be nervous as hell if Michigan is in a close game just because of TCU having been there all year, living in that, and Michigan outside of a game against Illinois the week before the game hasn't really had to grind anything out and play to the final whistle with the result in question. Um, I believe Michigan should win this game. Vegas has them as a nine and a half point favorite. I feel like Arizona is going to have a lot of both fan bases, but if we're all being honest here, it's probably going to lean a little bit maize and blue. Um, And so last year was different, right? Because it's Michigan's first time beating Ohio State in the playoff era. It's their first time being there. They're playing a generational Georgia defense, and everybody's just happy to be there. This year there are stakes, and that changes the equation. We're not playing with house money. If you lose to TCU on the nation stage, you're going to get mocked and laughed at and ridiculed whether they deserve it or not because TCU is a good team. I'm not trying to make this about them being some Mac opponent, but it's just a fact of life. You're Michigan. You just trounced Ohio State in their own building, and you should beat TCU to go to the national championship game. So I feel lots of conflicting emotions. Um but I think ultimately Michigan will win, and I'm excited for the game. I'm I'm actually excited. Uh, what I think the more interesting perspective here is for football for me is, let's say Michigan beats TCU, who do I want to win the second game of New Year's Eve? Um, it's interesting. I think I think Michigan has a better chance at beating. Ohio State than they have at beating Georgia. This feels... However, the stakes of a Michigan-Ohio State National Championship game make me want to kill myself. Because while... While, while winning the Natty against Ohio State would probably be the greatest experience of my human experience on Earth... Losing to Ohio State in the national title game after you whooped their ass and talked a bunch of shit sounds like the worst experience I could possibly go through on Twitter in my life. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know who I'm rooting for. If you get Georgia, it's different than last year because they're not as good as they were last year. I would argue Michigan is better than they were last year. So, it's it's not about last year. Uh, but they still do scare me because, you know, they have that capability of that big program. So, you know, I'm chilling, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I that, that feeling you described is like, I remember having that dread. Man, I can't remember what years it was, but I've had that dread for a few NCAA like selection Sundays where 
there are like during the B line is like where both teams yes. are good at the same time. I've had that dread where it's set up both either as could be a final four matchup or yep. years that we were across from each other in the bracket. And it was like, we got to the Elite Eight and we were both in. And I'm like, oh, dude, that championship Monday of us playing each other is going to be the worst night in my life. I don't yeah. need this. Yeah. It didn't matter if we had beat you guys in the regular season or not. None, none of that mattered. No, just, none of that matters. And for football. I don't need that opportunity to lose that game. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Like, I, I really don't want to have to live like nine days of my life looking ahead at a Michigan Ohio State National Championship game. Um, however, can we agree here that the move, if it does happen, absolutely has to be for the first time ever they finally, or not first time ever, first time in the modern era, they finally wear their home uniforms against each other in the natty. Yes. I mean, that that's yeah. the only way Here's you can go thing. with that. Here's the thing. How bad and toxic does Ohio State Twitter get if they beat Georgia and Jackson Smith and Jigba still sits out the national title game to not beat Michigan? I don't think that bad. I think because oh, I think they're expect. I don't think they're expecting him to play nine days later if he's not going to play after a whole month of bowl season. Oh, I know. But you're <laughs> you're putting a level of rationality on the Ohio State fan base that I don't think you. That's need to true. Do. That's true. I don't know, man. I just they think listen. we have one Ohio State fan who listens and he loves us regardless. Don't be <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, there's no need to be nice to those guys. I will tell you melting down. They just lost a few beat in Nebraska. I, I will tell you though, um, the total shift from last year was a fluke and uh we're taking it back, baby. The rival. I hope you enjoyed your 365 days of talking to shit. To to the complete narrative has changed. Not just revolving around like like. There's no escaping that this year was an ass kicking. First of all, no. there's no. But also, isn't it? It's isn't been it funny gotten how... blown out two years in a row. Like nobody was talking about that in mid-November. Like it was a blowout last year, and now all of a sudden it was. And and they oh they, fuck those now, guys. Isn't it funny how like buried through 18 months the born on third base thing was and now every fan base is like yeah ryan davis born on third base good one on you jim that was like the best quote jim gave That's yeah it, it was but here's uh, eric hey, hold on seeds you might just want to quit listening for a couple minutes here go ahead let finish your thought i have some more so, things to say my, my thought was going to be kind of, honestly a, a walk-off thought um, but I was going to say is the next part is that even though Ryan Day was born on third base, Jim would raise him. And oh, cute. here we go. Nope. We can talk about Jim Harbaugh's abortion stance later. Ohio State fans Speaking got to spend. Ohio State. Yes. Got to spend 18 out of the last 20 years fucking beating us and talking all the shit in the world and owning us. And you little pissy pants crybabies are acting like you're the worst fan base off in the fucking college football because you lost to Michigan twice. Buddy, you got eight more years of this coming. I don't know if it'll happen, but I hope to God. 
that we spend the next decade whooping your ass. I don't care if it will happen. I do care. But right now I don't have to. Because Michigan won 45-23 to 23 in the horseshoe and then planted a big Michigan flag right in the middle of the block. Oh, oh my God. I, I mean, it was the first time since I was two years old they've done it in Columbus. They've won that game. And uh, it felt like it, man. I haven't been on here to talk about it since it happened. But, like. That's how you know it was really uh, one of our faults that we didn't record. Like, Brendan passed up. Not only being, well, no, we did the MSU show. He made me come here for time. But that wasn't yeah. fun at all. That was not yeah. even enjoyable. Brendan passed up the Ohio State game two years in a row. Go on. Go well, on. fuck it. I'll keep on doing it. If this is what it means, I could give a fuck. Oh, my God. I just can't believe it. I don't know which one was better between last year's and uh, this year's because la- this year's feels like it means more, like in terms no. of going forward. And no, no, yes, it does. We own no, them now. I, no, no, I get but it, it was but yeah, it was a 10-year breakthrough. Whole, like, yeah. You got all the like moments out of it. It's snowing. You got Kate McNamara is the one doing it, which come on, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Yeah, funny for you now that he fucking left and is talking shit about Michigan. <laughs> oh no, I just mean I just mean like to the Ohio State fan, like oh that's true. JJ, you know, like you can talk your your ish on Ohio State fans that Cade beat them, right? Yeah, that's and true. You had the moment of like, you know. One of their quarterbacks starts acting up in six like offensive linemen run at him. Like, yes, man, that was so much in that game. No, you're right. So that cool. that game was a goddamn movie. And <laughs> I can't believe like this game was a movie too, but it was just different. I, I don't know. One the last one before I'll give it up. The narrative about how bad JJ was at throwing the football going into that game. And then putting like 320 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns on their ass. I mean, it just couldn't have been more perfect. Um, also, the fact I think this is a friend of the show, Thick Stoskis tweet, but the fact that this team just refuses to act like they've ever been there before is just one of their greatest qualities because <laughs> the fucking. JJ doing the princess wave as Ohio State fans leave the stadium and then uh fuck it Mike Morris up on a bench with the O going break that shit break that shit y'all weak as fuck like <laughs> just unbelievable scenes and they're gonna get it when they lose to them again and it'll all be worth it to be clear <laughs> maybe Michigan uh. is the problem 